Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Quantum Magic TV. I am so pumped because today I have an amazing man that is very talented and has done incredible things in the industry of dance and entertainment and everything on camera and amazing and live and shows. So welcoming Knek, oh my God, my boy. You have danced for Justin Bieber, for Missy Elliott, for Usher, uh, Hairspray, Step Up. Please take it away even more, I'm sure. Oh, oh, I got to do the remake of Fame. That was a really great one. Uh, Dance for the Jonas Brothers, that's always really fun. Um, I even got to do a Super Bowl with Missy Elliott and Katy Perry. So that's like, ah. Oh my gosh. So like, I'm so excited to talk to you because I haven't really gotten to ask you about your journey and how dance came about for you and how it all kind of folded and formed into what it is for you today. So if you want to take us back to the early days, let's do it. It all started in 1984. When I was born, I came out with shades. I said, doctor, pass me a towel. I'm ready to dance. And then what happened was at four years old, my mom worked in a dance school. She's a teacher. And me just running around, one of her coworkers put me in a tap class. It was me and 22 girls. And I never left. I love it. You're like, this is my place. Yeah. I grew up in a dance school. And from there, I took on more styles, more and more. Ballet, tap, jazz, gymnastics. My mother was my jazz and gymnastics teacher, so that was pretty cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I just started falling into the world of growing up in a studio, family, discipline, fun, did that. And then from the Bronx, where I was born, then going into Manhattan to dance, I then danced uh, at School of American Ballet with the Lincoln Center, New York City Ballet. Uh, I grew up doing an opera called Aida with the Metropolitan Opera. So uh, you like, that was you sing amazing. too. You said what? You sing too. No, no, this was, I was dancing in this one. You were just dancing in this one. Okay, got yeah, it, but, got uh, it. Uh, they had like Luciano Pavarotti, Placido Domingo, Deborah Voigt, a bunch of big opera singers in life that do a bunch of stuff. So it yeah. was a cool world. And then all of a sudden hip hop came about when I was 17. So you were technically so. classically trained first. And then you went into the whole urban hip-hop vibes. The irony was I was born in the birthplace of hip-hop. Um, but, like, my mom, I grew up in a dance school. My mom kept me out the street a lot. So then by, like, 17, my boy Dubs was in my ballet class, who happens to be Dubs, DJ Dubs, Chef Dubs. That's my big bro. I've known him since the 90s. He it. had a group called the Amount Boys, and they were doing hip-hop. And I went to go see a hip-hop show of theirs. Bought a t-shirt for 10 bucks. I still have it till this day. Oh. And cut high school the next day and started taking hip-hop classes in Manhattan. No way. Did you and ever go back? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because okay. BC is not in the same place anymore. Yeah. So I go back. It's like a Nordstrom's now. And you just look at the nostalgic times that you had. And, like, oh. I didn't know. I didn't know you could make money in the commercial hip-hop world. I didn't know anything about that. Right. So I was learning a new world from 17 to 19. And then I went on my first tour. It was an Usher tour when I was 19. I danced for an artist named JoJo. We were opening up on the Confessions album. Yes. Oh, my when gosh. That's so crazy. Did. Yeah. And did you, and you booked, so the first one you auditioned for, you booked? 
Bless be to God. I actually got a direct booking because my crew, Amount Boys, shout out Amount Boys. Oh. Um, they were already a very known, famous dance crew on MTV BT movies. So Lorianne was like, Dubs, I need you to send me some dancers. I got this new artist. And they mm. were like, it's time for Connect to really get some experience. And it took a lot. I had to prove myself. Mm-hmm. But the first one was an opportunity to just be able to be, a, be around and be in it. Wow. So that's amazing. So, I mean, that kind of, do you feel like, first of all, when did you come to LA? I came to LA 2007. Okay. Got it. So do you feel like the LA dance industry is, uh, has changed and is changing? What is your take on that? Yes, I think it has. And it just really, just like music and stuff, we're in a time of more technology, more independence, stuff after the recession, people not really having the money, the independence, the rebellion has mm-hmm. grown. And now there are young entrepreneurs, uh, everybody's more inclined with the social media. So it, it, uh, it's great opportunity. It comes up with a lack of structure in a certain way. But mm-hmm. like anything from traditional times of the 50s on, it's going to have its own ways. And then you just pave your way in it and try to help with all the discipline. Right, right. I totally am with you on all that. Do you think it's um, easier days or harder as dancers? Oh, never easy. Never easy, especially because like, it's not like you got a degree or you could just go and say, hey, can I do this? There are many channels of uh, maybe you can get in through popularity. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get in through uh, networking people really believing in what you do you get in through an audition um you know there's certain ways and then for me when I came here I had already did two movies and some tours but being in LA I was a new face so for me every audition I went to there was like yo who's this little black guy doing technique and hip-hop it wasn't seen too much in my demographic so myself Antonio Hudnell great dancers like that brought this demographic to a short guy and, and a dancer. And after doing that, people knew about me through doing some work, but then I got connected. I would go to classes. Mm-hmm. I would do people's projects. You know, I would allow myself to be engulfed in dance. And uh, then they knew me as, yo, that's that guy that does everything. Yeah, you really do. You are such a like wide range of talent and all your dancing is so number one, incredible, but yeah, you just have this swag, this vibe, and it's amazing. And, like, you can totally kill it with jazz or ballet or hip-hop. And, oh, my God, it just makes me. Thank you, dance school. Oh. I love it. And do you, are you, are you grateful, like, that you had all that kind of training from a young age, you know, to set you up? Yeah, because uh, for me, dance is really life. Like, I don't know my life without dance. Um, I learned family. I learned discipline. I, I learned dating. I learned friends. I learned everything in dance school. Every Saturday as a kid was a holiday for me because it was dance school day. You know, um, I learned life traveling around the world because of dance. I didn't fly on a plane till I was 17 to go dance for Miami City Ballet. And then at 19, I started traveling the world. So it all, it's life and it, it really has helped me. And I've had such support. My mom's a single mom's. I had an older brother and all my dance school family raised me. All my other parents, my Spanish parents, my Jamaican parents, it really helped me be who I am today. I had a lot of people help me. 
That is so cool. And I feel like you're really well connected. Um, and do you think that I just, I think it's hard for people nowadays in the industry because they want to go out for these gigs and just are like chasing the gigs, but they don't really take into consideration the value in going to class or just making those friends and just doing the free videos and like helping out here and there. And like, what's your take on networking in this industry? Mediocracy is everything. Jamaica Craft, an amazing creative director, choreographer, taught me that very early. It don't matter what jobs you've done. Um, first of all, we're in the world of dance, and I grew up in dance. I grew up in the arts. So as people, adults invested in my life, I'm going to invest in the people, tap into that connect Wi-Fi. That's why I tell people, you come dance with me, come do whatever. I'm always, I stay humble. I'm never too big for something. I'm still trying to train and grow. Um, so I think people need to stop doing, not stop doing, but what happens is the real fast. Mm -hmm. Whose video can I get in? What does it do for me? Right. You just gotta, you gotta be about the life. You can't, you can't sell off one thing and it be that. You gotta be in the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And that takes patience and this has been my whole life. I'm 35. I started dancing at four years old. I've never worked a nine to five. I've only been paid acting, dancing, and modeling my whole life. Wow. So I think just being us to be generous that we're in the world of dancing, we help each other grow rather than cutting each other out. A little bit of patience and education on business and the career and upholding the discipline of dance. I think could give us the right pace. But right now it is known that a lot of the younger folks, what is this gonna do for me? Whose video, what job that? Patience, dance for free. Cause when you become a leader, you're gonna cultivate a world of people and you're gonna do it for free because of the love. We're all gonna get paid. We're gonna do yeah. great. Yeah. But like church, you wanna tie, you wanna donate and in and, and Disney World, Mickey Mouse, all of them, they come see you and give you love. And that's what we need to do. And grow. Absolutely. And that sense of community and knowing that there's enough to go around for everyone. No one needs to like fight for every gig. Like it, it kind of drove me nuts when I got here because I was like, dude, everyone's just in it for themselves. And like, I get that. Like it is like cutthroat and you know, you have to throw it all, leave it on the floor and like get it, you know, yeah. and I'm down for that. But I found it like sometimes going to those auditions and I made it to the last round for Lady Gaga and that that in itself was I think 300 girls and it was just crazy but people were like mean and I was like can't you just like say hey back and like just give me some energy back like what can you give why do y'all got to be like what can I get what can I get you know I always say like you got to soak it in and recycle it like that type of like energy when I'm at an audition like Stay disciplined, but I talk to everybody. Nobody else's talent has anything to do with Connect's talent. Mm -hmm. Now, if I only had three moves and I'm dancing, you know, next to uh, somebody great or something so experienced and they got 3,000 moves, I'm going to let their moves inspire me to take my three moves and do it 3,000 different ways. Yeah. So can the character. Some people... They feel intimidated or they get or whatever. I started noticing when I got really experienced and people were like, I want to go dance with Connect. People would come in my group and mm -hmm. dance with me. I start that thing off like, let's get this rent money, baby. I see you on set. And just to create the energy, it's not a, a solo audition. Right. You have to know how to work with all the Avengers. So why can't, 
why can't we take over together? Because we're all going to save the world anyway. Absolutely. And I think that too, the energy with that is people don't realize that they're going to these auditions and trying to, trying to be what they think they're supposed to be. And it's like, dude, these, these casting directors and people that are seeing you want to see like who you are as a dancer, like what your swag is, like what you bring to the table. Stop trying to be the perfect dancer that doesn't fuck anything up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just a lot of like people follow a script and I think we need to remember what our, our discipline and what we've learned at home and how we were raised and really try to apply that because it looks like everybody's reading from the script of a movie and compromising their character yeah. to what they think is going to fit. Oh, that was so well said. <laughs> so well said. It's so freaking true. Yeah. And I think too, like people come here and I know I did it too, but I was like, I will take any gig I can get. And I think you kind of have to like break yourself into a category of like, okay, what is my strong points? Where do I love to do? What fuels my fire? And let me go for that because there is so much that you can go for out here, but then it starts to get a little discouraging if you're just going for things that, yeah, sure you could do, but you're just not booking because it's not like your strongest point or whatever. Literally. I always think every audition we get, I'm going to go to it. Right. We forget as, as artists, we choose the job. Mm -hmm. And if the job so really wants us to connect with them, then they will give us that job and that masterclass of an audition. Yeah. But a lot of people I've seen through all my years of dance don't always make it through their career because ah, I fell out of love with dance and da, da, da. The business is discouraging. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we should be choosing the roles and what applies to us best rather than if you go for everything, then you feel like a slave to it. Yes. And then it just your happiness. And then you, you can never fall out of love with dance. It's dance. Right. Dance and movement is our first form of communication. Yeah. We don't all speak the same language, but through body language, we can understand each other. I can understand if a dinosaur is going to eat me through his body language. So true. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And how, what is your mindset when you're going into an audition? Like where's your head at when you're about to go in and, and do your thing? Remember my notes from quantum magic and apply them. But with that reference, um, A, when I go in, uh, I love my superheroes. So it's like going in a danger room with the X-Men. Um, it's like going on the court playing with the Knicks. It's a chance for you to unite and I soak up all this energy. This, you can naturally get nervous. You'll get nervous doing anything. You get nervous right. freaking doing whatever. But um, if you can soak it up and not let it play against you, I think the consciousness, it, stuff comes in from what we know that's in media and things. Yeah. You just go in, be you, remember, yo, I love dance. I need to go express this. I'm not always gonna get the best energy, but that's all humans and fingerprints are different. So you see what applies to you, watch quietly around the room, learn. There's a lot to soak up in the yeah. experience, not just the dancing, there's stages to it. And that's why auditions are exhausting because mm -hmm. mentally the night before, the days before, preparing the outfit that morning oh i'm late i'm traffic la da 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 da, da. getting there oh you're in my way da 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 da, da. that's yeah. the world where do you find the light and go there 
Oh, that's so well said too. Where do you find the light? Because it's true. And it's like, what thoughts are you going to feed into? Are you going to feed into the fact that there's 200 people there and holy shit, am I good enough? Or are you going to really be like, let me have fun here. Let me just throw it, leave it all on the floor and do what I do. So it's like, oh man, I'm from the Bronx, New York. I can't be on no suck ass shit. Like I got to go and this is dance. All my friends are in jail or dead or still live on the block. Like, wow. yo, I'm in the Disney world of dance. Just go have fun. It's not like I work a nine to five. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think when go, you remove that pressure too, it makes it easier and more fun and, and more like you will book the job because you don't have that resistance there. Yeah, like here, being from the other side of the border, like there's so much you got to worry about outside of dance. You got to worry about documentation. How can I stay? Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, so many of my Canadian friends, all my foreign friends have taken their art and their craft and, and, and been able to project and execute in their life. Now, there's so many things that go to it, mm -hmm. but the love and the passion of dance and dreaming has helped us climb every mountain that's been in front of us. Yeah, so true. And what would you say is like your number one memory, like favorite, ex most epic experience that you've had thus far in the dance world and dance gigs? By far, hairspray, the experience is everything. Really? I lived in Toronto for half a year, six months the most popular job in town, big movie in the world at the time, John Travolta, you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Queen Latifah, wow. all these people every day. I had lines in the movie. Uh, I was in the 60s every day. It was a period piece movie. So it would That's be so 2005. <laughs> and then most days it'd be 1960 something. And to learn about our grandparents' time and when our parents were born and everything that experience was everything to me to be in a three-piece suit and to be in an old record store and to be dancing on a green screen and then a this and uh like and i learned that's my how i fell in love with canada oh no oh, way i'm the biggest advocate of canada people that's that's me i'm, I'm where in I'm canada we were in toronto okay. downtown toronto. we filmed uh in lakeshore i stayed on bay and wellesley everybody had their own condo like, wow. The actor, we all took over this building and had our own condos living good. I was 22 years old. I just finished doing Step Up and now I'm doing this. And then like that, um, touring with Justin Bieber, two years, infinitely amazing. You wow. never know who you're going to see. When you do jobs with really huge budgets and opportunities and very ambitious, determined people, so much greatness can come yeah. about. I remember I was in a club in England and ran into Baby Spice. Got to talk no to Baby Spice. Spice Girls. You know, like just random <laughs> things like favorite. that. I, I appreciate like the moments of when we were kids. Like when I used to watch music videos, I didn't know I was gonna dance for Missy Elliott and Usher. You know, so then you like, like it just, there's just something how it connects to your soul. Yes, oh my gosh, I totally get that. Like I get shivers and it's just like, it makes you just feel good. <laughs> I love that. And what would you say, um, what advice would you have for dancers that are wanting to come to LA and do the dance industry world? What would you say to them? Hey, of course, patience, but um, B, you already know how to dance, folks. 
you grew up in dance school or you trained somewhere, learn the business of dance. I never went to college, but break it down in a scholastic way. And you got your subjects, your major, your minor, you know, think about what professors, choreographers, directors, cast directors, you want to connect with. We got social media. You can hit anybody up, ask them things, learn things. You know, uh, other dancers, people you train with that you're on the field and on the court with. Learn these people. There are different departments in your department store of your career. Yeah. And it's not, you're going to learn more with dance, but you have to learn the business of executing. Sometimes I feel like I even lack on my business. My talent is really like the thing. And I feel I have a lot of walls and still trying to create and make things happen with all my experience. Right. So it's just taking that business side in really learning and maintenance on your mind, body, and soul. You get to LA, you better get into all your little chakra stones. You better get into your yogas. You want to get to things that take you away. You want to be around elements, water, find a way to be human and still be an Avenger in your world. Yes. Learn life, learn the business. So true. That is so well said again, because it's hard as creatives because you, your mind really does stick to the creative side of things. So it's hard to put your mind into the business side, but I feel like it really is 50, 50. If you're not doing the business side, you're not going to be able to really get around to doing what you really want to do. Dry and depleted. And oh yeah. And it's so true. That connection of like the mind, body, soul, and, and making sure you're staying on the path of why you came in the first place and why you have the love for it and the soul for it. Because if you lose your why, you kind of run around in circles as to like, what the fuck am I doing? No matter what you're balancing, yeah, you lose your why. Then you're like, why? Why am I here? Yeah. And I think I did that too. I, when I got here, it's like I had this mindset of like, oh, well, I've, I'm here. I made it. I made it. I'm here. And then it's like, now, like, bitch, what? No. Uh, it's just beginning. <laughs> just beginning. And though the craziest thing is, I think when we're like, oh, as dancers, I want to get all these jobs. I want to book these or as teachers, as things of that. Even the greatest choreographers and directors, everybody's trying. I've seen so many choreographers that want to direct and them having so much trouble to get to a certain place. They choreograph every job. You would think everything's just great. Everybody has a plateau that they're trying to reach. And that's what's amazing. We all came here with a dream. No matter the authorization and, and the titles, we all came with a dream. You know, some of the best people came poor, had to figure it out. Some people came from across borders and had to figure it out that like, mm -hmm. if you can really look at the sincerity and the little kid and everybody and the dreamer, you can try and understand it a little more and, and flow with it. Yeah. We all have intention. It just is a little thrown off sometimes if you lose your why. Right, exactly. And it's like, no one's going to hand you the gig and make your overnight success. Like, I feel like people need to realize the dream is to enjoy the journey. And like, that's why I have it tattooed here because it's like, Yo, if you don't enjoy the journey, you won't get to the dream because the journey is essentially the dream you're trying to get to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You make it happen and yeah, just yeah. staying connected with everything. Yeah. Find a, a way to have a chart of your life, like a pizza pie. I love pizza. Mm -hmm. and, and make sure you nurture each place. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm curious. What do you say? Quantum magic. Quantum magic, baby. I love it. 
And like, who is, who was like the most humble artist you worked with? The most humble artist I worked with, I would say, you know what? Honestly, one of my favorite artists is Becky G. Working Ooh, with her. I like her. Yo, especially because I, I, I started working with her like in her start of the touring and everything. And um, yo, that girl's work ethic and, and family life and she humbled the house. It's just like, yo, you got all the good juices of the world. And she still knew how to she maintain just being humble, you know. Um, Hugh Jackman was amazing. Came and shake everybody's hand. You Wolverine, man. Like the way they just uh, humanly acknowledge you. We get lost in our titles yeah. that we lose real human connection. Nick Jonas, another one. How he greets people, how he talks to people. Queen Latifah, like uh, Nikki Blonsky, like so many great people. Um, it's just, if we all shit at the end of the day. So it ain't no exactly. different. We just got different experiences and different accounts. Yes. So let's just remember that when we all down and out, like in a time like this, humanity comes together and we can't lose that. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I really wanted to create some kind of form of bringing forth more of a conscious Hollywood. And that's why I wanted to really do, you know, quantum magic TV and connecting more people with their why and kind of asking people, you know, what was the turning point in your life? What was that quantum leap that happened? So what was that quantum leap for you? What was that moment in time when you just realized that there was, this was deeper than yourself. And there was, this was like, kind of a, a magical thing that you were tapped into? I am going to say that moment happened when I got Hairspray. When I say that, Hairspray was my second movie. I had been touring with JoJo. I had did Step Up. Step Up was a tough experience because it was the start of the franchise and mm. funding wasn't all there. Um, I, had to, I went to Baltimore for an audition for a day. And from that one day, I stayed there for months. I came there wow. with a bag of weed, a phone charger, a book, and a, <laughs> one outfit. They said, can you, Zach Woodley was like, can you stay and do the movie? And I was like, this start, I was like, wow. I, to, it was so tough. Uh, we weren't SAG, so we didn't get paid for everything. We didn't get per diem. We didn't get, it was a tough time. So we only got paid for dancing. Because of our funding, we all had to just work together and build something. Wow. Uh, I slept in neighborhoods in Baltimore, where people are doing heroin shoots. And I, before Tempur-Pedic, I slept on an egg carton mattress and I used to put my sweatsuits on there as my sheets. And I sleep on the floor in the basement of my homeboy's spot. Dedication. Ooh, I lost him. Where'd he go? Oh no. That is serious dedication, you guys. Wow. And that's the sacrifice of being in the industry that people really talk about. All right. Well, Unfortunately, we lost connect. I don't know what happened. Well, uh, we're wrapping it up pretty quick anyways. I am so happy that we got this chance to speak with Connect. He is the best. Ooh, I think he's joining back in. He's back. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> But, I was like, oh, um, uh, I think when I got hairspray because I didn't understand this this paying the dues and really trying to learn the stuff at uh maybe 19 20 years old living in another place all of that was such a life adjustment for me that when I got to hairspray everything was paid for I got to go to another country 
the exposure and experience of, wow, it was so tough to, to, I was a young adult. It was my first experience. So it was tough to do your first and be away from home and not know what to do. Yeah. Um, That got to the second one. And we had the security of things being taken care of and we had more funding. It was really, it gave me a chance to breathe when you get a little extra exposure and dream Mm -hmm. a little more and see. And I was like, wow. And right after Hairspray, I went to LA for two weeks and never went back to New York. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm sure having that experience of kind of not so great at first made the Hairspray experience just be like, oh, thank you. Every every moment's not going to be great. Not always because of the job. It's just the development of us as humans. Mm -hmm. My first tour, I called my mom from France. Mom, I want to come home. I don't like Mm -hmm. it here. Like, it's all new. I didn't go to college. That was my college growing up on the road. So you just, you have to take it easy and understand you're human. And that's it. It's conditioning and learning and building. Wow. Well, I am just in awe with you hearing your story and your experience. I didn't know. My bad. The video was off. Good. We still heard you, but now you're back. So that's, that's all that matters. (laughs) So what are you doing now? What's, what's up? What are you working on right now? Yo, you know, it's really cool in this crazy time. I um, fell into a new field and I just got a job uh, recently this past summer as a clinical group therapist specializing in movement therapy. So I take what I know and my knowledge from dance and all my experience. And then I work with these psychotherapists and they teach me and I watch seminars and I work with them and I, I work with patients that are trying to get off of hard drugs, trying to stay out of jail. And everybody thinks it's like just like a dance class, but it's a whole nother world. Movement and dance. Dance is a seasoning of movement. Movement mm-hmm. is its own planet. So understanding connection, the first language of communication and so many things. I fell into that new world while balancing doing choreography and teaching classes. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to be the modern day like Fred Astaire, Gregory Hines flow. So I have my own ideas and things that building up. I listen, I'm trying to keep up with Conta Magic and Shay J. Because you're one of the most I love you. I know. So I love it. Play. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious where can because obviously you still choreograph and people can work with you, book you. Where yeah. should they go if they want to work with you or find you? Catch me on all handles. It's at Classic Connect. That's K-L-A-S-S-I-K-K-A-N-E-C. At Classic Connect. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Real name, Anthony Carr. You mentioned me. Somebody know me. I'll find you. I'm connected. I'm connect. I connect with everybody. And you really are so amazing and humble. And you guys, like, I don't have a huge following or anything. And you, I think we connected in some which way or form. And then I reached out and was like, hey, would you be willing to dance? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yes, okay, great. I, just from that mediocrity going back into the earlier point of our conversation, I've got to have a growing world in your artistry and learning you. And it hasn't just been dance. I learned a lot with your energy and, you know, how you organize your stuff and just your whole story, your whole world. So just that little small moment has opened up a whole new great world for me with somebody. So that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I love it. That is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so freaking epic. So you guys make sure reach out, connect with like the dopest, most humble person. If you want to work with him, go and find him on Instagram, Classic Connect. 
And make sure to join us back on Quantum Magic TV every Monday at 12 p.m. PST. That's your alarm. <laughs> Bye, guys. Later. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.